Mark Anthony, calmate, calmate. Give me some more by Mark Anthony. Yeah, man. Who wants more of uh, Mindless Digital? Who's ready for an episode of Mindless Digital? I'm sure everybody's ready. So I'm going to give it to you. Finally, I'm back. So yeah, I took a little self-imposed break. Whatever. I just kind of stepped away just for a little bit. Um, honestly, it's because I didn't really have anything to talk about and, uh, I really don't have much to talk about today. I don't know. I, I guess it kind of hit a dry spell, uh, since I do have, you know, it's a solo podcast. I don't rely on anybody else. Um, that's the nice thing about having, uh, co-hosts is everybody can bring something to the table and, uh, you know, you can each bring a topic and and have something to talk about. Whereas when it's just a solo podcast like mine, uh, it's all on you. And so I just, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe had a podcaster's block or whatever, but, uh, just didn't have it. Plus of course work and everything else. So I decided, you know what? I've been gone long enough. It's, uh, it's time for another episode. So here I am. Uh, giving you some more. So um, really, like I said, I I just kind of wanted to check in with everybody and make sure that uh, people were still hanging out, waiting for another episode of Mindless Digital. So uh, hopefully I can entertain you a little bit uh, this afternoon. So um, yeah, haven't been up to a whole lot, just a bunch of work, getting busier, taking on more projects and things like that. Got my new work schedule finally ironed out because we had been working from home half the time. And uh, because we do all of our work, you know, on the computers, uh, really we don't, we can do the same work we do at home as we do in the office. And so they did a a work survey with all the employees and um, everybody kind of likes this hybrid schedule. So we decided to keep it, incorporate it into... um, our everyday uh, schedule. So now I'm working from home three days a week and go into the office on two days a week. So Tuesdays and Thursdays, I will be in the office and the other three days I will be working from home like I am today. So, which is cool because I really like the schedule. Uh, there's a lot of flexibility there. Um, it, it, it allows me to, um, you know, I can take uh, Tristan to school in the mornings. I'm not rushing to get to work to clock in because, of course, I'm on salary, so I don't have to worry about punching a time clock. 
And, you know, if I have to take some time off during the day to run a personal errand, I can step away, come back, pick up where I left off. And, you know, I can work in the evenings if I have to, to make up time or whatever. I work on the weekends sometimes, hop on the computer, do time cards, uh, answer emails, things like that. So um, there's a lot of freedom. There's a lot of flexibility here. Uh, doctor's appointments, things like that. And and I can really appreciate um, the the freedom that they give us. Uh, I, I really I think that that goes a long way in the quality of life and the quality of work and, and, and you know, your whole work environment. Uh, it, it, it plays a big part because sometimes that can supplement or not necessarily supplement, but uh, it, it can, it can make up for salary. Not that they don't pay me enough, but, um, you know, if, if you work Monday through Friday and, and, and you're tethered to a, a time clock and you really need to take a day off here and there, especially during the week to take care of personal stuff, then you have to take a day off. Whereas here, I don't necessarily have to do that. And um, I just take the time off, go do what I need to do run to the doctor's office, run up to the school, have a meeting or whatever. And, uh, and then I, you know, I'm back at work and, or back at home or back in the office and, uh, and, and finish my day. So, um, yeah, I, I really can appreciate, um, this job and, and the company that I work for. So I, th- I think, uh, it's one of those things where, once you find a place where you can settle in and, and you really like the people that you work with, you like the, the environment, you know, the whole, uh, landscape of, of, of the, of the company and, and, and what you're doing. And, and, you know, as long as you're appreciated and you're compensated, you know, fair accordingly, I think, I think there's a lot to be said for finding a, a, a spot that you are really happy with. And so finally, at the end of a long career for me, you know, being 57 and, and not too far from retirement age, um, you know, it's good to, to, to end up with a place like this. So uh, I can't say enough good things about, about the company and, and where I'm at uh, with my job. So I can appreciate that, even though, even though there are going to be some bumps in the roads, uh, having issues with employees and, and things like that. So you, you get past that and, and you learn how to deal with it. I, I think the biggest thing is, uh, you know, keeping, keeping your head, keeping your cool, uh, being professional and being mature about things. Um, you know, there's certain things that you can't, sorry, I've got a little buzz going on here, but, um, there's certain things that you can control and other things that you can't. So, uh, what you try to do is just, uh, control the things that you can and not worry about those things that you can't. Um, they will eventually take care of themselves or, or, or whatever. Um, so that's, that's all you can do. And, and a lot of it comes to do or comes from, you know, being in, in, in a managerial position, knowing how to handle your people and, uh, you know, reacting or in some cases not reacting and uh, just kind of go with the flow because, uh, you know, as long as, as people can see that, you know, you're working with adults, that you're not kids, it's, although sometimes they can act like kids, uh, in the end, things will, you know, straighten out and uh, hopefully you can move forward with it because we're a relatively small company. We have about 50 employees and, and my department is small too. 
I don't have, I have four or five people that work under me. So it's not like, uh, you know, you can, you can just say, oh, never mind. I'm not going to deal with that person because, you know, they're one of five people and, you know, that's 20% of of your department right there. So uh, you have to deal with it. But anyway, uh, I spent a week being single. So that was kind of fun, I guess. Hadn't done that in a while. So my wife's new job, since she's the clinic or yeah, clinic administrator for this company, it's a fairly big company. Uh, they had a conference that they sent her to last week, and she was gone from Monday morning till Friday afternoon. So I had to fend for myself, me and Tristan. And of course, my other boys are older, so they kind of feed themselves and do what they need to do. Plus, you know, they're at work and stuff. So um, it was basically just me and Tristan making sure he was fed, making sure his homework was done. Got to school on time, got him up, got him dressed. And uh, yeah, so that it was kind of fun because we hung out a lot. I really enjoy hanging out with him. Uh, if you listen to my last podcast where he was my guest and we talked about him, you know, growing up and, and being in the sixth grade next year, he'll be in the seventh grade. So, you know, he's hitting those milestones where he just turned 12 not too long ago, which is be his last year as a preteen before he come, becomes a, an actual teenager. Um, I, I really admire him, really uh I'm enjoying seeing him grow up and, 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 uh, mature. And I think I'm appreciative of being a dad more so now than I was, uh, when I was younger because, uh, you know, things start, things are kind of new to you and you don't know what to expect. Each kid is different. You know, they have their own personalities and you watch them, you know, form their personalities and kind of, help mold them along the way so not not to say that I did not enjoy being a dad to my other kids because I did um it's just that now that I'm older more mature uh I move at a slower pace so I see things a little bit differently I see things a little bit clearer uh those years of experience and making mistakes with the older ones have taught me how to be a better dad and so um you know, being the father of a 12 year old has some challenges, of course, but, uh, uh, I'm up for the challenge, you know, and, and, you know, it's, it's just, a we have a really good relationship. He and I, although, uh, I think, uh, I want to say emotionally, I'm not sure what the word is that I'm looking for. Uh, he has pretty good relationship with his mom too. Uh, but it's on a different level because with him and I, we connect on certain things like sports. Uh, he'll ask me about clothes. He'll ask me about cars. Uh, we talk about a lot of different things. He'll ask me about when I, what it was like when I was growing up, when I was in school, you know, trying to get an idea of what it was like when I was in the sixth grade versus him being in the sixth grade and then being in high school, learning to drive, things like that. But when it comes to matters of uh, girlfriends and stuff, 
he's closer to his mom about that. So uh, he doesn't like to come to me about that. Uh, I'm not sure why. Well, I know why. Um, and that that's usually been the case for, for all of my boys. They, they usually don't come to me about that kind of stuff. Uh, and basically it's because I'm always giving them a hard time. I'm always, uh, giving them the business, you know, kind of like guys always do with each other, busting balls and stuff like that. So I'm always giving them a hard time about this and about that, making jokes. And so the, that kind of stuff, he doesn't necessarily want to hear a joke about it. And so, uh, you know, his mom is more straight laced. She's more conventional, I should say. She doesn't have the same type of sense of humor that I do. And so she doesn't make fun of anything like that. And so he feels more comfortable going to her. Uh, if he has issues with, you know, girl problems and things like that. So uh, usually I can notice when he's has something on his mind like that. And I try to get it out of him, but he doesn't want to share it. So, uh, I usually, if I, if I notice it before she does, I will say, Hey, I think, uh, you need to talk to Tristan. I think you, he's got something on his mind. There's something going on. And, uh, she'll ask him, it's like, Hey, you doing okay? It's like, yeah. It's like, what's wrong? Mm, he usually is, doesn't want to let it out right away, but it doesn't take much for her to, to get it out from him. So she'll usually take him in the room, say, come on, let's go talk. And so they'll go talk and then I'll let them have their time together. And then later on, I'll go in and check on them and she'll fill me in on, on what's going on with him. And so it's like, okay, cool. And then, and then he'll let me talk about it with him, but I have to be careful not to, not to make jokes about it because then, then he wants to shut down. So I kind of, kind of learned how to, how to deal with that. Um, but it's good. It's good that that he feels comfortable enough to go talk to her first, and then once she's offered advice, then he will kind of probe me and see what kind of advice I give him, and then you know mostly to compare to see if you know what his mom tells him if I'm going to tell him the same thing, and and it's usually pretty close. I may add a little bit extra from from my perspective since I'm a guy. And, uh, and she's mom, female, but it's always good to, to be able to, uh, to talk to your kids about stuff like that, because, uh, you definitely don't want them having that stuff weigh on them, especially at this age, because, uh, kids can be kind of cruel. And, you know, if somebody says something or, um, you know, they, they, they tease each other a lot. They make fun of each other. Sometimes they can kind of be bullish about it, but, uh, yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta allow your kids to open up to you and and find a way to crack that nut open so that you can get the information out from them because um, sometimes they just need a little a little poke in the right direction and then you know they'll open up and say hey here's here's the deal this is what's going on this is this is what uh, is going on in my head so um, I uh, I just uh, I'm thankful that. Um, you know, my wife has that, 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 that type of relationship with them and it can get that out from him. So it's always good. Uh, we can, uh, we have our parts to, to, uh, to take 
in the uh, mom and dad uh, dynamics. So uh, once you recognize which part you are or which parts belong to you, which responsibilities belong to you, then you make sure that you, you, you handle those. And, and so, um, yeah, I think it's always good to be able to, to do that. And then we always circle back around after he's out of the room and we talk about some of the things that they've talked about. And so we kind of make a, I guess you could say we kind of game plan it to see where it's going and what we need to do to follow up with him to make sure that he's still good. And, and you know, that, 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 uh, whatever he was on his mind has been taken care of and, and, uh, and, you know, he's moving forward with it. So, uh, I think we do a pretty good job of, of parenting. I'm not saying that we don't make mistakes because I, for one, I will probably be the first one to make a mistake. Uh, for some reason, my wife, Celine is a better parent. She's a better, uh, maybe it's because she's, she's mom. She's a mother. I don't know, but, um, she is definitely a better parent, uh, of the two. So, but that's fine. Uh, cause I actually have learned from her. Uh, nothing gets past her. Uh, she recognizes things that I usually don't. And it's like, she'll look at me. It's like, you didn't see that. You didn't catch on to that. It's like, no. Like, well, what are you doing? You, you need to keep your eyes open. So uh, I've kind of learned to, uh, from her how to uh, pick up th- things. And that's why with Tristan, even though he's a different personality and he's got a lot more going on than the other ones did at his age, uh, I've kind of learned to pick up on, on certain things, certain signs, certain tells to see if uh, there's anything going on with him. So uh, I think by the time he's married, I may have become one of the better dads, but I am a better grandpa. I think, I don't know. Just, I'm just grandpa. So, uh, I'm actually excited, uh, about that because I found out today that my granddaughters are coming in, uh, to visit, uh, this weekend. So they will be coming to see me on Sunday and they'll be here from Sunday through Tuesday. And then their dad will pick them up for the rest of the week. So, uh, we've been keeping in touch with them since they moved up to, uh, the Milwaukee area up to where, uh, Chicano ish land is with, uh, pops, beans and buzz. They, uh, they actually don't live too far from them. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, excited about that. Just got the, got the news, um, about an hour ago that, uh, they will be traveling this weekend and, uh, they'll be dropped off at the house on Sunday. So I hadn't seen them since. January, the holidays. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. So, uh, I'm sure I will have stories to talk about on future episodes after their visit. Uh, a couple of shout outs. Uh, I want to give a shout out to my boy, Freddie Correa. He's been busy on the comedy circuit. He opened up for, uh, TJ Miller here not too long ago over in Vegas. I guess it was at LA comedy. And, um, you know, he's been, he's been working with some big names. He's been working with, uh, TJ Miller, Brett Ernst. He's worked with, uh, Joey Coco Diaz in the past. Um, Steve Simone. Who else? Um, 
Yeah, some of the names ex- escape me, but uh, yeah, he's worked with some big names. And so uh, if you guys are in Vegas, you need to hit him up and uh, see where he's performing because he does the strip and then he, he does some small bar gigs just to get some stage time. And so you might want to hit him up if you don't follow him uh, or if you don't know him on social media, look up for uh, Freddie Correa or Fred Wrecker. Uh, he is on Facebook. He's on, I don't know if he's on TikTok. I, th- I think he is on TikTok. And he's also on, on, on Instagram. So check him out and uh, follow him. And then if you do make it to Vegas, Look for him and catch a show because you will not be disappointed. He is funny. He's funny. And he gives me tips on on doing comedy as well. So uh, if if I do a show and I record, whether it's audio, recently I recorded a video and I sent it to him and and, because he he told me, he said, dude, you got to record your videos uh, of you on stage because audio is great. You can hear it. But if you record video, then you can see yourself on stage. You can see your mannerisms. You can see any bad habits that you may be uh, picking up that you don't really realize about. And so that's a good way of, of polishing your, your stage presence. So I did that on, on my last uh, show out in Galveston at 23rd Street Piano Bar. And I uh, got some good feedback from him. So, yeah, thanks, Freddie. Thanks for uh, thanks for bringing a friend. And also check out his podcast. It's called Thanks for the Invite Podcast. And that is the only podcast that you do not need an invitation for. So um, actually, you don't need an invitation for any podcast, but that one definitely. uh, The invitation is always open to listen to that. So, uh, yeah, he's got tons of content out there. So definitely give him a shout out uh, on, on Instagram. Let him know that I pointed you in his direction and uh, enjoy. Uh, another quick shout out I want to give out to is another uh, person or another account that I, I follow on Instagram. Uh, they're actually local here to Houston, and, and it's called Them Damn Mexicans. Um, I'm actually waiting on my T-shirts to come in, and I promised the guy, his name is David as well. Must be a good guy if his name is David. But um, he runs uh, that account, and uh, basically they, they, they do promotions on some events. They do awareness, and, you know, they, 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 uh, uh, they bring, they focus on, on, on the Mexican culture, Hispanic culture, Mexican for sure, uh, and they have a clothing line as well. So follow them on, on Instagram, Them Damn Mexicans. I told him I would do a shout-out. And as soon as I get my shirt in, I will snap a picture and I'll share it on Instagram. And also told him that uh, I would wear that shirt on my next show, my next uh, comedy show, which looks like it's going to be a Cinco de Mayo show uh, here in the Houston area. But it's actually going to be on Saturday, May the 7th. And so you'll you'll be hearing more about that. So hopefully maybe him and his group can make it out there to the, to the show and uh, we can meet up. So uh, so go follow him on Instagram. Uh, buy a shirt. Reach out to him and, and just say, hey, I heard you uh, get a shout out on uh, Mindless Digital. And I just wanted to say hello and uh, follow you. And uh, he'll appreciate that. So just go out and support. So um, do that. And then, uh, of course, there's so many people that I could do shout outs for. Uh, got a lot of people that that 
that continue to listen to the show. Uh, you guys know who you are. You guys know who you are. Oh, one last thing. I was talking about Tristan earlier, and uh, he released his first episode of his podcast, which is called The Big Time Podcast. Uh, episode one is out now with two of his little uh, school friends. Um, I think he did over an hour. Uh, you're going to hear a lot of giggling. You have to keep in mind, these are 12-year-olds, 6th graders, 12 and 13-year-olds. There's a lot of giggling. They probably get a little loud. And um, so just give it some time and, and check it out. He did record his second episode, which I need to release. Uh, he did that uh, last weekend, I think. I think it was last weekend, yeah. Uh, he recorded that with uh, another friend of his from school, actually his best friend. I sat in on the first part, and so uh, I was uh, a guest on his show, and uh, he's come a long way as a podcaster himself. I know he's had a, a, a podcast before, it was just called The T-Dog Show, and uh, I would have to co-host with him to prompt him, uh, but now he handles, it, he handles it on his own, so um, I just set it up, hit play. And uh, I'll hang out for a little bit. I'll check the sound to make sure that everything's good, make sure the equipment is working and everything. And then I leave him to it. And uh, so he banged out a second episode. So this one's going to be good. It's going to be, you'll be surprised. This is going to be a really good episode because him and Matt, they're kind of at the same level as far as uh, intensity. So they don't get too giggly. Uh, it was just a good conversation between two 12-year-olds. Two so uh, look for it. It's going to be episode two. Um, I'm not sure what the title is yet. Uh, I got to talk to him. He's, he should be coming home from school here pretty soon. So, uh, yeah, check it out. It's called the big time podcast and you can find him on, uh, anchor Spotify, uh, iTunes podcasts and wherever else, uh, anchor puts our, 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 our shows on. So, but, uh, Yeah. Let me see. What else do I have to to mention here? Um, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I I, I was mentioning that uh, I did a, a comedy show April. No, no, it was in April. It was March, April. No, it was April. April second, the first Saturday in April, and that was out in Galveston, Texas. It's a little bar. It's called Twenty Third Street uh, Piano. Twenty Twenty Third Street Station piano bar yeah it's a long ass name man we had a blast we it was ridiculously fun uh it was uh the five of us the los comedy compadres which is a local we're just local comedians that uh we have known each other for a while uh, we got together i don't know how many years ago and we did um our first show together on a cinco de mayo show actually and so now we're getting ready to do another one uh, here this year. I think this will be like our, I don't know, third, fourth, fifth uh, Cinco de Mayo show. But uh, we did uh, this one out in Galveston, and uh, the bar is small. I think capacity, I think they have like 40 seats, okay? I swear there was at least 60 people in there, 50 to 60 people. It was over capacity. And it was a great crowd. They got a little rowdy in some spots. Um, but uh, it was a really good night. Everyone did well. 
Uh, we got a lot of laughs. We got a lot of interaction with the crowd. We hung out afterwards. We we drank with the people. We went out and smoked cigars on the patio. It was a great time. Everyone did well. We They enjoyed the show. The owner, you know, he thought it was great. And uh, I think I did awesome. Tried out some new material. And it hit. So if you listen to this episode and you want to see the clip from that night's performance, shoot me a message on Instagram at Dave underscore jokes, and I will send you the link. It's a private link on YouTube. I haven't released it uh, to the public, but if you want to see it and you're interested in what kind of comedy Dave does, shoot me a message on, on Instagram. I will send you the YouTube link. And you can see it yourself. And uh, just give me some feedback. Let me know what you think. So, all right. Well, I think I'm uh, going to go ahead and cut it here. uh, Because um, actually about 30 minutes maybe. A little bit less than that. Because I let the the intro song play out kind of kind of longer than I normally did only because I was really getting in the into the song and everything and I, I think it's a great song but uh I'm a big Mark Anthony fan so I don't know uh, I don't know who else out there enjoys his music I do I know I do so um, that's why I let it go but uh guys if you're gonna listen to this episode or if you're listening to this episode now uh, I really appreciate you hanging in there for me and waiting for me to come back because I know every now and then I'll take a little break like that and and it's like, man, I keep telling myself, I got to get back on there. I got to get back on there. And for whatever reason, I just don't get lazy. Honestly, I get lazy. That's probably the biggest thing. But I, I did not have any topics, uh, nothing glaring that I, I was going to talk about that that I had ready, that I had prepared. Because I've got some episodes that I'm going to record, but I've been doing a little bit of research and setting it up because I wanted to I wanted to make sure I give you the best possible information and the best possible uh, show episode each and every time out. So, uh, if I'm not definitely give me some feedback and, uh, I'll see what I can do to make, make the next one better. And if you haven't already rated me on iTunes, I don't normally ask for that, but if you could go give me a five-star rating, get some, drop a couple of lines and then say, Hey, this is the best episode. This is the best podcast ever that comes out of Houston or whatever. Just just a few kind words. Well, I would appreciate it. And uh, I'll keep the content coming. I promise. Uh, check me out on Instagram. See what kind of cigar I'm smoking that night. Uh, because I've been getting into lift a lot of different cigars. And uh, I've been posting pictures. And my wife gets mad at me. It's like, why are you posting pictures of your cigar? Why you got to post pictures of yourself? It's like, because I want people to know how I enjoy my cigar. All right? That's how you do it. Sit out on the back patio, have a nice adult beverage, smoke a cigar, enjoy the evening, enjoy life. And you can't ask for anything better than that. Because when life is going good, there's nothing to complain about. And lately, life has been good. I hope it's been good for you guys. All right. Later. I'm out.
Y su 